Culture Bicycle Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, the podcast where we ride you on our handlebars the very best and sometimes worst pop culture or parts of pop culture media, yep. uh, like comic books, comic book movies, horror movies. Pretty much what DC's doing now. Other things <laughs> or not doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today we have Craven the Hunter news, Batfleck news, Batfleck, Tomb Raider news, King Dynasty news, and more. And more. Oh, yeah. I'm your host, Jake. <laughs> and alongside me is my co-host, Luke. I was wondering how long he looks hold ex- on to it. He looks excited, people. <laughs> All right. So first up, Aaron Taylor Johnson confirms Craven will be the hunter that we all want. This is the Craven the Hunter movie from Sony. Oh, yeah. No, so I this, don't believe any of this then. <laughs> this comes from comicbook.com, or do they say? Aaron Taylor Johnson will star in Sony Pictures' upcoming Craven the Hunter movie. He caused a stir among Marvel comic fans by describing the character as an, quote, animal lover previously. Some fans wondered how that computes with a character who, in the comics, is an obsessive hunter eventually hunting the most challenging game he can imagine, Spider-Man. Well, that makes sense. Will he do that in this movie? Definitely not. Serial killers love their victims. Comicbook.com had the opportunity to chat with Taylor Johnson during the press tour for his latest film, Bullet Train, which looks fun. Chris Killian asked the question on every fan's mind. Not mine. (laughs) Will Craven still have that, quote, big-ass lion's mane in the movie? I hope so. Taylor Johnson wouldn't confirm any specifics about the movie. He did take the opportunity to clarify his version of of Craven the Hunter is in the film. He probably didn't specify anything because... He probably doesn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I can't confirm any details or anything. And also, I guess that was probably a little taken out of context and then run. I mean, I think you know what I meant. What really stated was that he was a protector of the natural world, I said. And he's a conservationist. I don't think you said that. No. Which is probably more accurate. And then should be stopped there, full stop. Shouldn't have gone on beyond that because... Yeah, I think, you know, you really got to understand, yeah, he is a hunter, and from that world of hunting, and there's so many aspects. What I love about that character is is that what he is humanizing is that he has flaws, right? The fuck? That's some major backpedaling. And Craven is a beautiful character. Sergei Kravinov is a beautiful character because it's someone who's really understanding themselves and has flaws. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a character that was built ages ago, and it's in a new time and era. But, yeah, is he going to be the hunter that we all want to see? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that sounded <laughs> I so convincing. Doubt it. I, I feel like you, you once said, like, yeah, the Craven's going to be an animal lover, and then people went crazy, like, Craven's not supposed to be an animal lover. Yeah, he's supposed it, to be what, a fucking What, what I meant is he, he loves Animals in the he sense kills that he, them and then makes un- love. He understands love that you gotta kill them sometime. And he's, he's flawed. You know he's flawed. We're in a different era. Yeah, 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 yeah. So will he be the one you want? No. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wink. Yes. Wink. <laughs> While he's shaking his head, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! That movie's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be so. So is Spider Man gonna be in that movie? Fuck no. Fuck is he is he going to be in any of the fucking Absolutely Sony, not. Sony 
Spider-Man movies. No. And then another villain's going to show up at the end. He's like, I don't know how I got here, but I'm sure Spider-Man had something to do with it or whatever the fucking line was. It's it's probably just going to be Morbius and fucking uh, the Vulture showing up together. <laughs> yeah, like hey, we still don't know what's going on. We've chatted about this for a little bit. We still we still don't know what the we fuck's going it on. Out, yeah. but we're going that way. You want to help us figure this out? <laughs> oh man, it's Morbin time. Yeah, there is some more Madam Web news, but nothing substantial. Yeah. so I didn't put it in. So let's move on from that. Guaranteed to be garbage movie. Um. Ben Affleck's Batman confirmed to return for Aquaman 2. This also today. comes from comicbook.com. Our friends. No. Our new friends at comicbook.com. Yeah, our new friends. We just met. The Secret is out. Justice, Justice League stars Ben Affleck and Jason Momoa will reunite in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The Aquaman actor announced Affleck's return as Batman on Instagram Thursday after the pair was quote-unquote busted by tourists on the back lot of Warner Brothers Studio Tour Hollywood. They were busted making love. Yeah. I was going to say, is Ben Affleck replacing Amber Heard? <laughs> Affleck, who will also suit up as Batman opposite Ezra Miller in The Flash, most recently reprised the role when he filmed additional footage for director Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut of Justice League that was released last year. It was only last year? It seems so much longer ago. It's been a long year. Unless it was like January of last year. No, because remember, we we got together and watched it at, at Eli's for my birthday. Oh, yeah. That was in March. So, beginning of last year. So, reminding you because you don't remember when, when my birthday is. When's my birthday? July. Nailed it. All of it. All, all of July. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa says on Instagram, all caps, reunited, and then all lowercase, Bruce and Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't capitalize Bruce and Arthur. <laughs> or Arthur. <laughs> Love you and miss you, Ben. Momoa captioned the photo of himself and Affleck posted on Instagram. WB Studio Tours just explored the back lot. All right. Busted on set. All great things coming. Alchemy 2. All my aloha, Jay. Yep. All right. <laughs> ben Affleck's replacing Michael Keaton as Batman and Aquaman 2. Good. But not in other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Like, I don't. Michael Keaton is. A, super old to be Batman, mm-hmm. and doesn't need to be mixing up, I guess, the universes like that, unless they're trying to make them all one universe. Who oh, fucking uh, Yeah, I think they're trying to make it all one universe. And it's not then working. Michael Keaton's going to be the one to connect them all, apparently. But what about Ben Affleck being in I the Aquaman? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense then. Maybe it's just Batman, and they don't care which version of Batman. Well, I mean, if you go from the Dark Knight, what's his name, Christian Bale's Batman said, Batman can be anybody. So, I mean, maybe they're going off that. Like, Batman could just be anybody. He's just Batman. Why the fuck would they do that? Because they're stupid. Ugh, terrible idea. Just saying, it, it could be true. Guess we'll see you at the end of this year in Aquaman 2. I think Shazam 2, or maybe that's next year. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I've Every time I think I know when a movie's coming out, it gets pushed. So, <laughs> Like The Flash. Yeah. Getting pushed and pushed and pushed. 2027 now, I hear. He's Hollywood Luke Hogan. Yep. Moving on to some not-so-good news, maybe? Tomb Raider bidding war erupts as MGM loses movie rights. Ooh. This comes from The Wrap. MGM has lost the film rights to Tomb Raider based on the popular video game, sparking a bidding war for the IP. The Wrap has exclusively learned. 
which we are exclusively learning right now from the rap. The so right, okay. Our new friends. Yeah. MGM had till May of this year to greenlight a Tomb Raider sequel, and the window passed. A host of Hollywood movie studios are in the mix and put in bids, according to multiple insiders with knowledge of the project. Alicia Vikander, who starred as Lara Croft in 2018's Tomb Raider, is no longer attached to the project. Insiders add it's a complete reboot, and there are no casting or director commitments. Rights reverted to the game company... Then the game company and Graham King's GK Films made a deal to rep the IP. Did you watch the 2018 Tomb Raider movie? No. Neither did I. Uh, the Alicia Vikander, she looks the role. Right. Like, looks the part, but I guess the movie isn't that exciting. Yeah, they'll probably be like, oh, let's get Margot Robbie and give her black hair. Yeah. Call it Tomb probably. Raider. Like, that seems to be how the things. Plus, why reboot a movie that was just made, whatever, four years ago now? Because... The movie rights for that movie are still at MGM, so it's not like they can make a sequel to it. Oh, I know, but I don't know. It seems like... You know, but you don't know? If you don't know, now you know. No, my point is, like, you got to give us some time to, like, miss it before rebooting it. Or just forget about it. Or forget about that it ever happened. One of the two. I'm probably on that train. (laughs) I never watched it, so if I probably watched it, I'd be like, yeah, can we forget that movie existed? Or you'd be like... Oh, well, Alicia McCann was really good in that role. I yeah. hope she gets re, re like casted in this new movie, but she probably won't. In a, like you said, they'll cast some super popular actor. Yeah. Or some like like fucking Gal Gadot. It'll probably be Gal Gadot. Probably. God dang it. So much Gal Gadot going. So on. much Gal. We're getting Gadot up the A. I used to be a bigger fan of her than I realized. She's not that good of an actress. She's really not. After seeing her in so many things this past year. It's kind of like a uh, things. Uh, Anna de Armas, but she's a, she's a good actor. I've seen her in roles where I'm like, you you could have been better, like in uh, the movie we just watched, well, The Gray Man. Not that great in that. <laughs> Let's be honest. She was really good in Knives Out. True, and she's gonna star as um, she's gonna just, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and Marilyn and yep. in, in Blonde. Is that what it's called? I think so. Sure. <laughs> Hopefully, show. The Marilyn Monroe and JFK affair in graphic detail. Who would play JFK? I'll do it. You <laughs> just you going all Marilyn, <laughs> doing that weird. They'll, they'll probably just deep fake someone. Oh yeah, probably like they did. Oh wait, no, never mind. What I was I was thinking there's a a video game that had him in there and like whoever did the mo mocap for that, but maybe I'm thinking of a different president. Don't know. Because I know recently with, I don't even know how recently, but with Call of Duty, they did, uh, what's his name? Nixon? No. Reagan. Reagan, yeah. But I thought there was a JFK one, too. I'm not sure. Might have been. It could have been. Who knows? Who knows? Who's to say, you know? You. Oh, okay. Then then no. (laughs) Uh, The authority. Who do you think would be a good studio to helm a Tomb Raider movie or series? Ooh, I feel like it'd be a good series. It would be a better series than a movie, yeah. I think. As long as the story was congruent and made sense. As long as I give her low polygon boobs. Yeah, just <laughs> cones, traffic cones underneath there. I don't know. I feel like WB is good with movies that are not superhero movies. True. It, it Well, some. It depends on who's the writer and director of the movie, I guess, because... Hmm. What other fucking movie studios are even left? I don't know. Let's just say... Was it A twenty 
Oh, A24. A24, just have them do it. Make it real gritty and horror-like. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah, screw it. They can do no wrong. Eli just got a boner right now. <laughs> have you heard anything about uh, Nope? Uh, Brett said it's really good. Oh, so I'm going to hate it. All right. He, he also said that he liked us a lot. So mm. not, he also, not us personally, but like. Yeah, he us hates us. <laughs> he also thought Morbius was a decent movie. Yeah. So, But he said that Nope is better than us. So, Well. Okay, that's that's something. Yeah, us wasn't great. It's something. Well, yeah. he, he liked us a lot, so we know that us wasn't that good of a movie. Yeah. So nope should be at least marginally okay. better. Yeah, <laughs> should be okay. I heard it's like a thriller comedy. It's like it has a lot of more comedic bits than other. Brett said that there's that since it's a Jordan Peele movie that it has a message behind it. Oh, well, of course. Oh. But yeah, I heard it was like a funny movie, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, Brett just learned that nope stands for not of planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hold my back, hold myself back from saying something to him. Uh, it'd be funny if you no just shit. found that now on the podcast. Like he was listening to this, like what the fuck? He was listening to the podcast. He doesn't give us any money. You're right. What's up? What's you said up? you said you were gonna join the thousand dollar tier because <laughs> you're a millionaire, Brett. Stick to your word. Um. Anyways. Yeah, it should definitely if if they did make it a series, what streaming service do you think? I'd say Prime. Yeah, I was gonna say Amazon or HBO, mm-hmm. but HBO is already doing The Last of Us. So yeah, plus they have like, don't they have other like superhero uh, IPs? Tomb Raider's not a superhero. No, I know, but like I feel like if they have superhero IPs, they're gonna put more money into that than oh yeah than a Tomb Raider series. But I think yeah, they already put a bunch of money in the Flash. And that's why they can't shelve it. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like, if it's going to go, maybe Netflix, but I think Amazon Prime would probably be the prime, the, the prime streaming service. For yeah, it. that won't cancel it after a season. Yeah, or cancel it halfway through the season. Hulu, I feel like, has okay series, but they don't do like the highest of quality. I've never, I don't think I've actually watched a Hulu original series. Well, I mean, I think like FX shows are technically Hulu originals. Oh, are they? Because. Uh, I just figured it was Disney, an FX show that Disney they had to bought with. Fox, which owned FX and so FX. So many acquisitions. I know. And Disney owns Hulu. Pretty soon it's going to be like, yeah, well, Disney bought Google, who owns MGM, and then MGM acquired Fox, and then Fox acquired Google again. It's just a big, infinite acquisition, and we don't know yeah. who makes what. Just going to be two, two large brands that owns everything. Disney. And, and Disney Plus. And Warner Brothers, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Warner Brothers Discovery, sorry. Oh. All right. So we settled that. Yep. <laughs> Amazon Prime, hit us up. Uh, next up, Avengers The King Dynasty to be directed by Shang-Chi filmmaker Dustin Daniel Cretton. This comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Since the climactic wrap-up of 2019's Avengers Endgame which closed a chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe known as the Infinity Saga and grossed almost $2.8 billion worldwide. Marvel Studios has focused on introducing new heroes and pushed ahead with sequels starring some of its top characters. But as revealed by Kevin Feige at Marvel's Saturday presentation at San Diego Comic-Con, the Avengers are assembling once again with back-to-back movies set for 2025. And while there are many other movies that will hit before that, the studio is already moving ahead creatively with at least one of the super team tent poles. 
Dustin Daniel Cretton, who helmed last year's Marvel hit Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Ring, has come aboard to direct Avengers the the Kong. Kong. The Kang Dynasty, the Hollywood Reporter, can exclusively reveal. So we're exclusively revealing that on this podcast. So you heard it here first, if you listen to this first. I mean, unless you listen to like an audio version of that article, then you listen or you heard it here first. Yes. I like, so I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet. Great. I was going to watch it, but then I'm like, well, we're going to have to watch it for the, I mean, I've been watching our se- yeah, movies you, ahead of schedule. You text me like a picture from Endgame. I'm like, did you just casually watch Endgame? Gosh, all four hours of it. I, mean, I watched Infinity War like a couple days before that. And then yes, yes, no. Two days ago. Sunday. Yeah. I watched Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Volume 2. Jeez. <laughs> They're good movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've watched a lot of kids' movies this week, so get ready for that. <laughs> but, uh. Is, is that going to be your, your, um. My spoiler alert section <laughs> from just kids' movies, yes. No, so I, I'm waiting to see that movie when we have to do it for a review. It's pretty fucking good. That's, that's what you keep saying. So, like, I'm happy that they have a director that they can trust and who's proven himself before. Yeah. Well, especially in a Marvel sense for now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that there's going to be back to back Marvel movies, not directed by the same director parentheses directors. Right. And and yeah. with all the drama with like VFX studios being overworked. Right. And there was one, studio that brought it up to marvel that they're overworked they got blacklisted from the industry really yeah wow like we said last week that some shit's probably gonna get fucking pushed back oh yeah definitely or more like spread apart or it's gonna be more practical doubt it just kidding it won't (laughs) just be stop motion yeah (laughs) claymation (laughs) Yeah. yeah i have faith in destin daniel cretton but I don't know, man. Two back-to-back Avengers movies. Yeah. Still strange to me. Could be good, though. Who knows? Or it could be wildly different, and you're like, this doesn't make sense at all. It could be like Phase 4 and just be meh, meh. Yeah. Mediocre. Do you think Phase 4 is mediocre looking back because of we've had some good movies and good directors since? And you're like, yeah, this is just kind of all right. Was it like when you first watched like the Avengers, did you think it was like, oh, this is... Pretty freaking good. Yeah. But now you look back, you're like, oh, this is just kind of mediocre. The Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially compared to what we've had since then. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy, both volumes, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, at one point, Thor was, like, the biggest thing Yeah. in the Marvel, in that universe. Right. And I was watching fucking Guardians and... They're just like flying through fucking different parts of space, like 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 it's nothing. It's right? Like, Damn, dude, we've come a long way for sure. Oh, speaking, I don't know if you did. You see the new? Uh, I don't know why this popped into my head. The video game that came out called uh, was it Multiverses? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've played that with Jared. Yeah, over the weekend. I just downloaded fun. that the other day. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's like Super Smash Bros. Yep. Yes, like timer combos and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not very good at it because never, I've never been good at Super Smash Bros. But Jared and I played and we won, I think, all of our matches. So, oh, yeah. But, that, but then I played by myself uh, the following night and I lost. I was <laughs> like, I'm turning this off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on Avengers King Dynasty? 
Tongue Chi filmmaker Dustin Daniel Cretton. It's got my seal of approval. Which means absolutely everything. Wait for the sound effect. Funk. That's the stamp. That's what the sound of stamp makes? Yeah. It's oh. like one of those big cartoon stamps where it's like. Funk. Oh, yeah. yeah. It like sucks back to the forehead yep. or whatever. I guess we'll find out soon enough what Marvel's doing. In a few years. At the end of this year with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Well, I'm talking about with Kang Dynasty, sir. Or things that lead up to that that are connected to it that happened before that. Maybe. Not even maybe. I, I'm, I'm, it's up in the air. I don't know. Quantumania. Kang's directly in that fucking movie. You want to move on to Rumor Has It? Rumor Has It. All right, rumor has it is a section of this podcast where we talk about leaks and rumors. Rumor has it we talk about rumors of upcoming ninety nine percent of the time comic comic book movies and shows. Get on with it, Luke. What do you got? I have. I'll go with the softball one. Aaron's one about softball. No, it's just, it's just not as like <laughs> the Avengers are forming a softball. Team. Yeah, <laughs> Thor has that axe hammer, and that's what he uses. Stormbreaker. Yep, that's it. Uh, Aaron Paul, I to replace Bruce Willis in the new Die Hard movie. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously they had to. Yeah, but it was it was a matter of like who, like it's an iconic role, so like who, someone had had to be like big time to fill the shoes of. Is, is, is Aaron Paul big time still? Big time ish. I I think he's. I think. I mean, there's a statue of him in Albuquerque or whatever. Could have uh, built a, a rehab center. <laughs> but I think he's big enough that it could make sense. I think he's like average size. Yeah, he's probably like five seven. How how tall is Aaron Paul? He's not uh, a very big guy. Usually, Hollywood heights are exaggerated. So you're right because. There it's can't like be short people. It's like no one's under six foot in wrestling, uh-huh. except Rey Mysterio and uh, divas. No, they're even six foot. Oh shit! Yeah, they're six foot three seventy five. They're under one hundred and ten. It's like six foot one hundred and five pounds. Uh, he's five eight, Aaron Paul. So he's probably like five five. Yeah, probably. I think Brian Cranston's like the same height, so probably yeah. also five five. But after breaking, or, or I'd even go five four. Ooh. <laughs> He's 4'10". <laughs> Him and Danny DeVito are the same size. Wait, if Hollywood Heights are exaggerated and Danny DeVito says 5'2", like <laughs> he fits in the palm of your hand. Yeah. They have these force perspective. Um, but after, like, El Camino, I, yeah. I can see Aaron Paul in, a, like, a diehard-type role, action role. Mm, you could even say after Breaking Bad. Yeah. I feel like El Camino was a much, like, more... Non-stop action-oriented film, in my opinion. I feel like since there's been like a hundred Die Hard movies, yeah, they kind of lost their quality after third one. Probably, oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm surprised The Rock's not doing it. Oh, gonna <laughs> get him over Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Vin Ooh. Diesel was probably outside the studio. I was like, pick me, pick me. Yeah, I need this. And and their fucking contracts. There's a did you know that they, they have a clause in their contracts that say that they can't lose a fight? Really? Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm guessing Black Adam won't lose a fight in Black Adam. But if he fights Superman... It's probably going to be a standstill. Or 
the idea that Black Adam is to become the main part of like the DC universe, I replacing Superman. Not. I hope means not. he beats down Superman. No, or they're just like, here's Black Adam, or For, forget about one of our biggest properties. Or he punches Superman once. Superman's like, forget this, yeah. and just Jump flies roll. off. <laughs> Fucking WB execs are <laughs> like, and he flies back to Krypton, crying. <laughs> Did you hear? I think it was when they were doing Man of Steel. And one of the top execs at WB was like, if uh, if Superman's ship gets destroyed, how's he going to fly back home? And they're like, he's not going to? Krypton exploded? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Wow. But I know th- your source material. I think that was a few execs ago. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, everyone was like, next day, fired. <laughs> no. Probably promoted. Promoted. They're like, hey, you had, you had a good point. Why aren't they doing this? Maybe that's what's happening with the Superman property. They're just like, we're not fucking greenlighting another movie until he gets to go back to Krypton. Yeah. They're probably top execs like, listen, I know we have all the source material for decades and decades of Superman. But we're not going to read it. We're not going to read it. We're going to change it up. Superman is just a human. And what makes him super is his power. To connect with people. He's a guidance counselor. You were kind of close there with the Nicolas Cage, uh, Tim Burton Superman movie that was almost Oh, really? Yeah. Superman uh, in that movie wasn't going to have the ability to fly. I don't know if he's just going to run everywhere or they're going to have like, oh, he can leap a building in a single bound. So he jumps? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a normal size Hulk. I'm so glad that didn't come out. Yeah, and you're supposed to fight like a big spider or robotic spider, and that was going to be the big villain in the movie. Dude, this is exactly like if there was audio of like the brainstorming sessions, it was this. (laughs) Okay, Superman doesn't fly. He jumps real high, and he's going to fight a big-ass spider. (laughs) But talking like 10 times faster. Yeah. (laughs) God, that would have been terrible. I have some werewolf by night rumors. I think I, I think I seen this rumor earlier that you might like. At Can we get toast? Says saw some stuff for the Marvel Halloween special, Werewolf by Night. It's very very camp. It's cheap looking, old school, and it's all done intentionally. I can see some people liking it for those reasons, but it definitely won't be for everyone. It'll be for us as long er, as long as it's not like the monsters. Yeah, camp. that's just too much camp. Where yeah, it just looks like shit. I. Oh, is there more? No. I heard that he will be donning gear that kind of looks like Teen Wolf. Oh, like the Letterman jacket? Uh-huh. That'd be cool. That was the rumor I I, I heard earlier, so I didn't know if you were gonna if it was part of yours or not. I'm glad it's a Halloween special and they're just not like let's make a whole fucking series out of this yeah, or right. make a fucking three hour movie. For that you ready for the heavy hitter now? I had the softball. Mm-mm. So, Barry Bonds? Yes. Heavy hitter. Flash has cameos by Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons. Makes sense. Gal Gadot. Okay. Jason Momoa. All right. And is it Nikolai Wald- Waldau? Waldu? W-A-L-D-A-U? I don't know how to Waldu. pronounce his name. Uh, there is also CGI Diversion. Wait, who the fuck's Nikolai Waldu? You got a phone in your hand. <laughs> yeah, but uh, is that an actor? I, yeah. It also has a CGI version of Christopher Reeves. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that, too. And then uh, 
Oh, and or Helen t- Helen Slater. Oh, she played Supergirl in the very, very, very short-lived mm-hmm. Supergirl series. And then Michael Keaton as Batman. and Obviously. Yep, and Sasha Kale as Supergirl are supporting characters. Yep. It says half of the runtime has Keaton in it. So it's going to have both Keaton and Ben Affleck's Batman? Uh, yeah. I'm guessing... According to this rumor? I'm guessing at the beginning, the Flash, like in, in Flashpoint, uh, like at the beginning, they'll have Bruce and Barry talking, and then Barry runs back in time, but goes to a parallel universe, which will have Keaton's Batman. Right, now I understand why, like, they're like, no, we have to release this movie. Like we paid all these actors a lot of money to be in this. Uh, so so much money put on effects. Do you know how much it costs to get a CGI'd Christopher Reeves? <laughs> so much. But boss, I told you we could put a cardboard cutout of Christopher Reeves in the movie. You know how much cardboard costs? <laughs> Does it just grow on trees? Yeah. <laughs> Look, we have people in CGI companies working long hours for next to nothing. We'll make them do it. For some reason, they already have a rough Christopher Reeves nude model. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know who this Nicolaj. I don't even. Waldo? 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 Yeah, Is it Waldo? Waldo? Where's Waldo? Yeah, he looks like, I don't know. If he's not playing a big character, then probably just a henchman. Hench person. <laughs> but he does look like he could portray like a like a Batman or. Yeah. Maybe this is our new Superman. Maybe he's replacing like Christian Bales and they have like separate, three separate Batmans in universe. I don't fucking know. Oh, he's just playing a random character. Thug number one. Yeah. He's, it's the, he plays the guy that always goes, it's the bats. Get him. And Flashpoint uh, in the parallel universe, the Atlanteans and the Amazonians are at war with each other. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is portraying Wonder Woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, don't, there's other heroes that played a main role in Flashpoint, like the Shazam family and Cyborg, but I don't think Cyborg's going to be in no. it. There's also Grifter. Do you expect to see Cyborg in anything from now on? Probably not. Yeah. I think he burnt the bridge uh, by calling out Jeff Johns and Walter Hamada, I think, who was the head of DC Films. Mm-hmm. Might still be? I don't know. But... I'm sure, who knows if it was true or false, right. but... Well, I mean, they could bring him back to the character, just not the actor, I guess, but... Oh, yeah. Played by Michael B. Jordan, because why not? He'd probably make a great cyborg, honestly. Yeah. Or the cyborg from uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Did you watch Doom Patrol? I watched season one. Okay. Oh, did you see that... Uh, wow, what's his name? So whatever I have like the name in my head that I'm about to say it and just, Brendan Fraser. That's it. Yep. His uh new movie coming out where he plays like a six hundred pound oh, yeah. man. It's called like the walrus or something. Yeah. I kinda wanna watch it. Where he plays like a five hundred or three hundred pound three, five. I, I think it was like six. six. Yeah, six hundred pound dude. Yeah. He's like, finally I roll I don't have to lose weight for. He just has to put on a fat suit. Or maybe he's going Jared Leto method and <laughs> he gained three hundred and forty yeah. pounds. At Skylar Schuler says Doom, Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. is not played by a stand-in in Wakanda Forever, which means they got an actor. Yep, I read this today too. Which they didn't give me the actor, just which could also tie into this next rumor, also by at Can We Get Toast, 
I've heard some rumblings that Juan Carlo Espinito has met with Marvel to discuss discuss a couple of roles, one of them being Doom. Yeah. No, I hope not. <laughs> In a segment we like to call, I hope he doesn't get it. <laughs> which is a spinoff from our famous segment, which, we, which you might remember because it's famous, called I Hope He Gets I It. I Hope He Gets It. At Big Screen Leaks claims test screenings for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom have been, quote-unquote, mostly positive. So that's that's a good sign. Mostly positive. And I guess people at test screenings for The Flash, mm-hmm. like they've cheered for the movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, which also brings me to my what? last rumor. Is that true? <laughs> at, I don't know. <laughs> at Grace Randolph says, Ezra's out. Warner Brothers Discovery has made the call and they won't appear after The Flash. Oh well, that which, makes sense. Yeah, that was which everyone's seen fucking coming. Yeah, that's that's not much, so much a rumor, but confirmed. We already yeah. knew that was happening. I'm excited to see who they cast uh, for Doctor Doom. I wonder if the, uh, well, maybe Nikolai Waldo. Yeah, it's a crossover. Yep, unheard of crossover. <laughs> I wonder if they'll reveal it, reveal the actor at uh, the D23 Expo because that ha- that's going to happen before Wakanda Forever. When is that? If I remember correctly, the expo is September. I think the movie comes out November. It'd be funny if you're like, if I remember correctly, it comes out September 17th at the <laughs> so-and-so center. Yeah. Address 562 Main Street. 4.30 p.m. <laughs> PST. <laughs> I hope they cast like a unknown, like relatively unknown actor mm-hmm. for the for the role of Doom because they'll be wearing a mask all the time. Yeah. He wears a mask all the time. You can't, Unless, you, can't, you can't just take it off like fucking Iron Man. I saw someone tweet that if done right, Dr. Doom could be the Darth Vader of our generation or of this generation. Who's ever generation we're in? Whose generation are we in? I get, we're still in ours? I think it'll <laughs> be the Gen Z. I think it'd be the next generation, which I think is, I don't know, Gen 6353X. I don't know. Uh, that's all we have what for. Are, what are, are we millennials? What are we? We're, we're millennials. Are we? Yeah. I don't freaking know. Up until like 37-year-olds or some shit. Really? Yeah. Well, right. probably like 40-year-olds oh. now. Are millennials people that are like came to age during the new millennia? Sure. Is that why we're called millennials? I don't freaking know the rules. Probably. I don't know either. Who cares? All right. Let's move on to spoiler alert. This is... A section of the podcast where we talk about shit that we've been reading, watching, and or listening to, and obviously, spoilers ahead. So, <laughs> Luke, what fucking kid shit have you been fucking watching? Well, I watched a goofy movie. Nice, love it. And an extremely goofy movie. Nice, love it. Although... they rebooted them. <laughs> no. Uh, I realized that ex- the extremely goofy movie, not as good as it's the first. Extreme. Well, obviously. Not as good as the first. It's usually how it goes for sequels, even including animated movies. And there's some like continuity errors. Like, Max goes off to college. What happened to his girlfriend that he spent pretty much the entire first movie trying to woo? Uh, who cares? No one, no mention of it. He I'm just saying, to do, Disney. Like, go to college. And join the College X Games, That's which right. was never a thing. <laughs> and, In our universe. And then uh, I watched, what was it? Oh, I watched Monsters University. Okay. It's pretty good. I can't, I'm not even going to lie. Pixar just makes some good movies. And then I watched, uh, Kayla made me watch. You watched Kayla? Tuck Everlasting. 
Don't think I've seen that. That's a movie from like 1994. Okay. About this girl who's like a high society girl. Is this Tuck? No. Her name is High Society? Yep. Hi Hyatt Society is her name. And she is gonna be sent off to boarding school or like some kind of whatever. Runs away. And in the woods, she finds this family. <gasps> right? This, Murders them all. This family has a secret. She doesn't know Incest? what the secret is. No, it's oh, a kids movie. From, it's a Disney movie from '94. It's implied, <laughs> <laughs> but the secret is this family cannot die. Oh shit! Are, are they the Tuck family? They are the Tuck and they're, family. They're everlasting. And they're everlasting. But she finds a way to murder them all. Yes. <laughs> no. And she falls in love with one of them, of course, and then. There's a whole thing because, like, her dad falls in is love like with the dog. Her dad owns the woods that they're like deep in. Oh fuck! You can't own woods. Apparently, you can. Oh wait, yeah, you can. Actually. You can own woods, and her dad thinks that they kidnapped her. And there's this whole thing. Wait, the dad thinks that who kidnapped the him? Tuck family kidnapped her instead of just like so the Tuck dad. No, her dad. Oh, Hyatt Society's dad. Okay, thinks that the Tuck family kidnapped her. So there's some there's someone looking for this chick. Yes. Yeah, it was a 94 Disney movie. You can, rated PG, I guess you can kind of see. Ooh, PG. Yeah, for parental guidance. Ooh. So, I guess the incest was implied. (laughs) I hope you're watching it with your mother. (laughs) Other than that, and then I started reading... uh, Here we go. The the Light You Cannot, or All the Light You Cannot See, and I haven't gotten very far in it. It's a World War II book, another one. Oh, God. I like World War II books. (sighs) Oh, sleep there. Is that all? Hmm. Fucking finally, I feel like that lasted a year. Should well, watch that movie. I watched Minx on HBO Max. Okay. It, Never even heard of this. The synopsis is in 1970s Los Angeles, an earnest young feminist joins forces with a low rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women. This was created by Ellen Rappaport. Stars Ophelia Lovabond, Michael Anganaro, which he played William Stronghold in Sky High. Oh, really? Yeah. Jake Johnson, who I'm sure you know from New Girl. Yes. Nick. Yes. And Jessica Lowe. So this low-rent publisher mm-hmm. is an erotic porn publisher. Okay. Like porn magazine publisher who is pretty much just business first. Like, like he respects his his employees his models and and shit like that but yeah he's pretty much business first but so is this like porn magazines or like uh erotica like novels oh no it's magazines okay like like hostler and playboy yeah and this chick she wants to create this feminist magazine but she doesn't know how to make it more accessible to the public. Like mm-hmm. her, her articles and shit are like super aggressive. Oh, really? So she hasn't been able to find a publisher. She goes to like this convention of publishers, which you know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't know if it still is a thing, <laughs> but apparently it was a thing in the seventies. And the only publisher she can find is Jake Johnson's character, uh, Doug. She's like, "Oh no, you're gross at first And then she's like, "Well, maybe I can twist this and." Instead of using uh, female models, we can use nude dudes. Well, there you go. And that'll attract people to read the articles in my magazine. 
throughout this first season, there's only one season out. Okay. She there's like flashes of like Doug coming out of her, like how Doug is. Oh right. And then she's like, "Oh wait, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be like a like a fair person." And Doug's like, "No, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do this." And then he like goes ahead and does shit without her. So by the end of the season, they have like a falling out. So probably it'll probably. Have you watched Silicon Valley? It starts out with them creating this product and then having trouble throughout the series. And then towards the end of the, the season, like, oh, shit, we figured it out. And then at like the finale, something goes wrong. And uh, then it's back to square one. Right. So I feel like that's how Minx is going to be. We'll see, I guess. Oh. But first season is pretty good. Like, yeah. If you like seeing dude dicks, you see a lot oh, of dude I'm dicks. In. Yeah, they get pretty. Like they they show up some pretty graphics. Well, not like sexually graphic, but like more than you usually see mm-hmm. in shows and movies of on naked chicks and shit. Right. Huh. If you want to see that, but the story's pretty good. But if it does the Silicon Valley model, then it'll probably fall off pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. I didn't know Sil- Silicon Valley was a Mike Judge. Yep. Produced show makes me want to watch it more. You should watch it more. I should watch it more. So that's all. That's all I have. That's all. I'm sure I've watched other stuff, but literally couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to twer. Twer this week in review. So we're back on track, watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order, aka yep. the movies that follow a timeline. Yeah, and other, in other words, so much content. So much. We're back to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. The synopsis is a group of intergalactic criminals must pull together to stop a fanatical warrior with plans to purge the universe. This was directed by James Gunn and written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. Stars CP, BC, ZS, DB, and LP. Also known as Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, and Lee Pace. So, Luke, why don't you take us through this fucking movie in fucking hair-splitting detail? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I actually watched this movie. No way, dude. I watched fa- it, too. Fairly recently. Okay. Like, to the, to the point where it's like, when I watched it again, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't read. It's not, nothing in there I didn't forget, you know? Well, tell us about it. <laughs> do you want me to start scene one starts out? Yep. No, I'm not doing that every year forever. Scene act one, scene one, act one, scene two, act one, scene three, and then the end. Yeah. Um, oh, there's got to be an act two and an act three. These movies are fun. Well, let's just say this movie are fun. But I'm ta- I kind of group it in with volume two as well. Yeah. I gotta admit, like after learning that shit about Chris Pratt, it was hard to like like him. Set aside your. Yeah, I know. Because we kind of called him out for being a piece of shit. Yeah. I like Dave, Dave Batista's character, Drax. Yeah. Fucking love Drax so much. I remember when this came out, it was like, oh my God, Bradley Cooper's the, the voice of Rocket. Mm. And then it's like, you hear him and you're like, of course it's Bradley Cooper. And it's still really fucking good. Do you find Groot annoying? Nope. No? Why? Because he always says I and am and Groot. Yeah. That's all he fucking talks, man. Well, I know, but I, and I think it's only because. Get like, off his fucking fictional back, dude. <laughs> I think it's if this movie came out yesterday before all the Groot shit is everywhere you know that's why they included Groot and also because he's the guards I guess right. remember I think it was just a mech like an overload of Groot because there's like that TV show 
that's coming out. And then all the like shit in the stores that was Guardian of the Galaxy theme always had Groot and it always says I am Groot to the point where it's like, okay, we get it, you Groot. It's overplayed. Toy says, man. I know, but like how is it overplayed? That's just how we talked. These are racist. Yeah, racist. I don't know. I don't, what do you want me to say about this movie? I'm not going through scene by scene. Take us through it. I'm not doing scene by scene. Fine, then that's podcast over. All right. Forever. Hold on. I gotta... Goodbye. <laughs> so after watching this movie, I was, because Jaiman Hansu plays Korath, mm-hmm. and he works with Ronan the Accuser. I was like, they're both in Captain Marvel? So I looked it up. Fucking sure enough, Jaiman Hansu plays Korath in Captain Marvel. So, oh, technically in the timeline, he reprises his role as Korath. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And Ron the Accuser is like a Kree fanatic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fanatic works. I forgot how much fucking Nebula hates Gamora. Yeah. Yeah, because is it number two or was it a different movie? What? Was it? Like Endgame, where they kind of make up as as far as sisters go. Two in volume two, they like set aside the differences. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I just wanted a sister," and Nebula says, "And yeah, that, I think that's like the start of their their sistership, their sisterhood of the traveling pants." Yeah, yeah, because that was the last thing I remembered about their relationship. And I was like, "Oh yeah, they fucking she hates her, hates her." Yeah, and the other is in this. The dude that's with Thanos, he same guy that plays plays him in the Avengers. Yeah, and in this movie, Ronan the Accuser has a giant video wall that he uses to talk to Thanos on, as you do, and he sleeps in blood, as you do, yeah, as you do, as you do. I thought that Lee play, Lee Pace was an amazing Ronan in this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was kind of wasted in Captain Marvel. Because in this movie, like, the shit that he says could have been delivered, like, super cringy. But he fucking delivers it so well. Right, yeah. I'm like, oh, this dude's a fucking, this dude's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, he's pretty good. But I think Lee Pace, maybe I'm just thinking of Idris Elba as, I want to say Hemsworth, but <laughs> fucking Heimdall. <laughs> yeah, Heimdall. Heimdall? Heimdall. Heimdall. Who was disappointed with his role. But if he was... Fully Pace was super disappointed with this role, then he probably wouldn't have reprised his role in Captain Marvel. So right. maybe I'm thinking of Id- Idris Elba. Oh, I like the scene where they're on they're on Xandar and Star Lord has a bounty on his head. Mm-hmm. Rocket and Groot are there to try to capture him, and mm-hmm. Rocket's like, "Okay, uh, put him in the bag," and he puts Gamora in the bag, and Rocket's like, "No, the other one. You got to learn genders, man." <laughs> Oh, I wonder who wrote for Rocket. James Gunn, probably. Probably. I like all his lines. I wonder if Bradley Cooper had anything to do with it. It'd kind of be cool if he was like ad-libbing some stuff, and they're like, yeah, put it in there. I like that they had no world. No no world? No world? Nowhere in this in this movie. The Celestial Head. Because mm-hmm. that's their base in the, in the comics. Oh, really? Yeah. And Cosmo was in this. The dog that got shot in a space oh, by right, the Russians, right. and he gets telepathic powers. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. He's gonna be in the third one. Is he? Spoiler alert. Okay. Interested. Yeah. He's he, he's a dog that still acts like a dog, but he's super smart. So like he'll like Professor he, Peabody. Sure. <laughs> like he still likes getting scratched by the ear while talking about mission plans. 
That's fun. He, I like that. It was pretty prominent in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. I never played the video game. Yeah. You should. I played the it's Aven- probably on sale. Yeah, I played the Avengers video game recently. I, I wouldn't pay that, or I wouldn't play that for free. Yeah, it wasn't good. I played it for free. It was on Game Pass, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll fucking play it. Nope. Not fun. So I should play it. Yeah, you'll love it. Because you have the same opinions that Brett does. <laughs> fucking John C. Riley's in this. Yeah. He plays one of the Nova Corps officers. I love John C. Riley. Me too. When he goes to his family at the end of the movie, and it's like his wife and children are pink. I'm like, is his <laughs> wife the chick that fucking Starlord slept with at the beginning of the movie? The chick that fucking wakes up. Wait, was it? Was it no, the same chick? Oh, okay. Because I would have been fucked. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe James Gunn was like, yeah, let's do that. And then they decided like, against nah. it. Just yeah. kept him pink. I like the Nova Corps was able to like link their ships together to form that like energy barrier net thing. Right. To try and keep Ronan from destroying Xandar. Xandar or Xanadar? Xanadar? I'm just going to say Xandar. Yeah, they both sound correct, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll alternate. I was really, I was thinking about it. I'm like, either way you say it, it sounds good to me. I'm surprised they haven't fucking introduced Nova yet, the superhero. What, is there plans to? I haven't heard anything. Uh, not that I've read or seen lately, so hmm. don't know. Hmm. Hmm. The next one directly after this is number two, isn't it? Yep. In the congruity? All right. Because that one I don't remember as much. I remember, like... Uh, you just watched it. You remember everything. No, I mean, <laughs> before I watched it. Yeah. Like, I remembered some things. I watched it because I remembered some, like, badass scenes, but... I was like, I don't remember what what happens other than that. Yeah. I'd, then I was watching. I was like, oh, yeah. I know I've watched it. I just, I couldn't, you could ask me, like, what happens? And I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know why. Oh, you, you know in the prison in volume one uh-huh. when the, like, giant blue alien confronts yeah. Star-Lord, I think? Uh-huh. And fucking Groot sticks his, his branches up his nose? Yeah. That's Nathan Fillion. Is it really? Yep. Yeah. It's funny because, like, Nathan Fillion's become... I don't even know what the word for it is. So, like, you haven't watched Big Mouth, but nope. In one of the uh, never gonna one of the girls' rooms, she has a Nathan I'm, Fillion. Unless you poster. subscribe to the thousand dollar tier, yeah, on her Patreon, patreon.com forward slash popcorn for bicycle. She has a Nathan Fillion poster, and he's basically only famous for like Firefly mm. and like that whole series. Like, what has he done besides just that recently? I haven't seen him in much recently. Don't know exactly. Can't, can't tell you. I know that James Gunn likes to cast, like, his friends, which is why Nathan Fillion got cast in this movie and The Suicide Squad. He played the arm fall-off boy, or whatever they called him in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where his fuck, he like, or the detachable kid, I think that's what they call him, in the movie, and he, like, takes off his arms, and they, like, float towards (laughs) the bad guys, and they're, like, he's, like, slapping him with his arms, and then... (laughs) They're just shooting the shit out of his arms, and it fucking cuts over to Nathan Fillion's character, and he's just withering in pain, <laughs> <laughs> screaming. Uh, Good shit. And Michael Rooker, he was he was uh, someone in the Suicide Squad. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. And he, him, and Nathan Fillion were in what was it called Slither? Sounds right. The the fucking Alien movie. So he's got his own little band of band of actors that he maybe, likes to reuse. Just maybe like maybe he's just happy doing that. Just like um, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, and just like Ding. Sam Rainey. Yep. Amy. Rainey. I said Rainey. 
It's 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 very Raimi out. It's very Raimi out. Any other cool parts you remember? Not All of it. All of it. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. And then and this like I remember it being fun because I remember being like fucking Chris Pratt's funny. And then I watched him like yeah he's still funny. I this just, is like the only role that I really like him in, other than Andy and Parks and Rec. Yeah. And the one dude from the Lego Movie. The one the one guy. Yeah, the one Lego dude guy. <laughs> It probably is something like Guy. It probably is Guy or something. Maybe it's Chris. He just went super meta with it. Probably Bob. don't know. Rusty. I don't know. Rusty. I can tell you right now, though. Emmett. Oh. Emmett. Emmett. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. All right, you want to move on to... Trivia? Trivia. Absolutely do. All right. Trivia. When Dave Batista found out he got the role of Drax the Destroyer, he broke down in tears, overjoyed at getting a Marvel comic book role. He prepared for the role with an acting coach, which is probably more than Chris Pratt did. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. I like I like Dave Batista as an actor yeah. so much. Yeah. He's he should definitely be getting a lot more roles. Yeah. He was in Dune. Mm-hmm. He was in Blade Runner 2049. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in that movie where he was like a secret agent and there's that little girl. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. I didn't watch it. I think it's on HBO. Is it? Yeah. Bradley Cooper told Howard Stern that he was paid more for voicing Rocket in this movie than for starring in Silver Linings Playbook and The Hangover combined. Really? Mm. I think in The Hangover he was unknown. Yeah, I think The Hangover is what launched him into superstardom. Yeah. The soundtrack... Album Awesome Mix Volume One reached the best movie soundtrack. Sorry, reached number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, the first film soundtrack ever to do so without any original music. Full of bangers. It was also nominated for the 2015 Grammy Award for Best Soundtrack. Did it it not win? Was it just just as it was nominated, Luke? You you, you can probably deduce from that that it didn't win, unless it did, and they just didn't want to specify. 2015 best soundtrack. James Gunn has confirmed via Twitter that Peter Quill's ship in the film is named the Milano after Alyssa Milano, Peter Quill's childhood crush. <laughs> That's funny. What? Did it not win? Did it win? Birdman won. Oh. Damn, that was the same year? Yeah. Wow, I feel like these movies came out fucking decades ago. Really? Which they did come out almost a decade ago. 2015. God, we're old. It took the makeup artist five hours daily to do makeup and apply 18 prosthetic tattoo pieces onto Dave Batista. Chris Pratt revealed that during the process, Batista stood the entire time Jesus. with hands holding onto rails, which had tennis balls on them with no complaints whatsoever. Hell yeah. Dude. He's a badass. Yeah. Eventually, the process was narrowed down to an average of three hours while 90 minutes were required to remove the makeup. He was probably just like, I don't want to do anything to fuck this up. Yeah. Like, I'm so fucking excited to fucking be here. After filming finished, James Gunn gave Dave Batista a Drax lunchbox to add to his collection of vintage lunchboxes. Yeah. I wonder if that was a custom-made lunchbox, because I don't see uh, yeah, there's like, not, like individual, a individual Guardians of the Galaxy lunchboxes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Batista gave Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana... Some custom WWE championship belts. Hell yeah. Wait, was he still in WWE while filming this? I don't know. Maybe. Bradley Cooper cited Tommy DeVito, Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas, as an influence on Rocket Raccoon's voice. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. 
the sales of Blue Swedes Hooked on a Feeling shot up by 700% after <laughs> the release of the film's first trailer, which prominently featured the song. Nicole Perlman is the first woman to be credited for writing a Marvel screenplay. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. What were they? At least 10 movies in, I think, yeah. by this point. In the comic books, Groot is repeatedly regrown from a twig and possesses the same memories and personality each time, leading fans to assume that this would be the case in the films as well. However, when the sequel to this film was released, James Gunn revealed that Baby Groot does not possess any of the original's memories and is actually a different being. This means that Groot did indeed die sir, saving his comrades in this film. Oh, shit. Good shit. Um, what would you rate this out of seven rocket raccoons? I'd probably rate it like six rocket raccoons. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I don't really have anything bad to say about the movie. Nope. Even because I know people, I think, shit on the dance off at the end. Whatever. Yeah, it was just a tactic that Star-Lord used to fucking distract uh, Ronan. Yeah. I mean, if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Star-Lord. I like that Star-Lord... He was dancing, and he's like, Gamora, your turn. She's like, <laughs> like shaking her head, and he's like, subtle. I like it. <laughs> Goes back to dancing. Yeah, I mean, it fits the character. It's not like you have fucking Captain America yeah. facing off and like, dance off. Well, facing this version of the character. I think in the comics he was more serious. Yeah. But, yeah, this this version. But yeah, good fucking movie. Can't wait to rewatch volume two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm at, I'm actually more excited for Volume 2 than I am was for the first one just because I haven't watched the second Volume 2 in so freaking long. So freaking long. So freaking long. All right, dude, you ready for the fucking outro? Ready for that fucking outro. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bicycle. Subscribe to the $1,000 tier. Do it. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at popculturebicycle and on Twitter at popculturebike. You can follow me on Instagram at PopCultureJake and Luke at uh, Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-W-A-Y. Why are you making that K- face? K-W-A-Y? K-E-W-A-Y. If you still use Facebook, you can find us by searching Pop Culture Bicycle. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at popculturebicycle at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. Also, fucking leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Do that too. The Apple Podcast app. And... It could be read out on the show. Live. Live. While recording. But it won't be live when you listen to live. it. Live. Recorded. Yeah, this was recorded. It's in recorded a, in live. A live. In a live, in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> and also, uh, rate it five stars on Spotify. Yeah. If you already did, steal your partner's phone. Do it again. Steal a stranger's phone. If your dog has a phone, steal your dog's phone. Make several accounts and do it all on those too. Yep. For us. For America. For the world. The world. The fate of the world. It depends on you leaving a a review. And, and, not even and or, and. And. Download Spotify. We're making demands now. Yep. No no more fucking around. (laughs) All right. That's the end of this episode. (gasps) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.